This is the Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins, all the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to the Porpoise Pod. Brendan Tobin here with you alongside my co-host, Alejandro Solana. Solana, thanks uh, once again. I'm looking forward to another uh dive into the Miami Dolphins and uh, lots to get into from the preseason finale, my friend. Yes, yes, certainly. It uh, it started off in the most ideal possible way, I think, yesterday, Tobin. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really, really awesome uh, start to the game and play to get into from the game. But um, I think uh, both of us want to get some thoughts off uh, with the passing of Jason Jenkins, uh, executive vice president of communications and community affairs for the Miami dolphins. Uh, that news hit like, I mean, just a ton of bricks yesterday, man. I think that you really felt a lot of heartbreak around South Florida and the sports community in particular. Um, man, I mean, this guy was just such a Titan in the industry. He was such a, a good human, a gem of a human being, and I think that you just noticed from everybody just how, you know, consistent he was with everybody. Like that yeah. same energy that he would give to Mike McDaniel, he would give to, you know, part timers at, you know, media or people just trying to get their foot in the door or fans or community outreach or anybody. And when you lose somebody like that so suddenly, it's really it's a hard thing to compute, man. It was uh, it was really kind of hard to wrap my mind around that one yesterday. Yeah, um, it was uh, a very weird atmosphere yesterday at the stadium. Um, so wh- when I got to the stadium, probably around three hours before kickoff, I get into the press box and typically, you know, it's a circus in there. There's people walking everywhere. Dolphins communications team is, you know, checking in on people, talking here. When I tell you it was a ghost town three hours before kickoff, not a single person there. And I start wondering like man what you know what could what's going on like this is weird there's nobody here and then you know we get to the booth and we kind of hear what happened and everybody's just like devastated and um it was like this really surreal feeling you know like like what what do we do you know what do we say um and and I don't think anybody had like the right words but you kind of summed it up perfectly there um he treated every single person with the same amount of kindness as he would have treated Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, really like he he really did. Um, and and that's what the the main message I got from yesterday from everybody. Tua spoke about it. Mike McDaniel spoke about it. Just listening to Joe Rose and Jimmy Cephalo talk about it. OJ McDuffie, like he meant so much to all these people um, and had a lot to do with their careers, by the way, um, in communications and in, in journalism and broadcasting. Um, he He was like this beacon of of, of, you know, giving back to the community and the dolphins have been one of the most charitable organizations in South Florida. And that's because of him. He's at every single event. Like he really was this champion for, um, for giving back and, and being charitable. And, um, it's just like devastating, you know, being there yesterday was, was very surreal. Couldn't even imagine, man, what that must've been like, uh, being there yesterday, just because, you know, with Jason, man, I, I just, I, it's so rare to see that in people. And especially I think in a, in an industry of, of sports and media and everybody's just trying to, you know, step on each other's neck to get to a, a higher place or like, what can you do for me? This guy was always, what can I do for you? Like yeah. it was 
to to like the friendliest degree i can't you know it's no surprise to see what kind of a climb this man had in the organization from you know coming here in 09 as as being the head of communications then you know basically being the 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 man who's in the community at the forefront for anything i couldn't think of anybody better to do that and you know to to see that just suddenly be gone uh you know a good family man uh, a man who represented this organization well um touched uh, a ton of players in the in, in their relationships and how they handled things i just uh I don't know, man. These are one of those days where you just like you, you, you wonder and you try and figure things out in the uh, in the scope of life. Like um, I thought Dave Hyde put it well, where he's just like, man, it felt like a piece of the Dolphins died yesterday. Yeah. It really did because yeah. um, everything that they do, as far as good, this guy had a hand in. And you know, just some of my personal interactions with him, like he was always good. Like you know, about the time I got the uh, producing job full-time on the morning show was when he took over. Um, just like never a guy more helpful when, whenever it came to, I'm sure he's getting pounded and re, you know, with requests and asks and gives and yeah. like always was just over the top. And then we'll just do things that were like funny uh, just to like, just cause he want he was like in on the joke on things too. Like I remember there was a thing where Zaslow like never saw Top Gun. It was a thing. Like he was, he just refused to see Top Gun never saw top gun and like damned if not like one week randomly somebody sends in like the collector's edition of top gun and that was from jason jenkins like that was, <laughs> like that was just you know like he just he he just would always pull stuff like that like at, at times where like if we were doing a show bit about like hootie and the blowfish he sent us like this collector's poster to put up in the studio from hootie and the blowfish like the dude was just he was just so cool and just yeah. such, a, such a great person a great you know family man and all that um tobin my it's funny you, you mentioned that my uh my last long interaction so um I, I i work for the dolphins um like technically i'm i'm one of their employees and the only reason why i say that is because jason jenkins is the one who hired me he he was like my boss so and and you know i didn't i didn't communicate with him daily like that the dolphins radio broadcast isn't anywhere near the top of his list of priorities but still anytime things need to be done Anytime things needed to uh, be adjusted, changes needed to be made, I would reach out to him, and and that's why I would consult with. Um, but it was funny because the last long interaction I had with him was in Tampa, where me, him, and Joe Rose get off the bus together, and we're walking to um, into the stadium, and Jason takes out his AirPod, and he looks at me, he's like, Solana, you drive up uh, this morning from Bad Bunny last night? And I'm like, I did, I did, sir. And he's like, yeah, I was listening to your Dolphins Rewind show. And you, uh, you, I could tell you couldn't wait to get out of there to go to Bad Bunny. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you got me, Jason. You got me. And he's like, this is the craziest thing. He goes, you pay for those tickets yourself? And I'm like, I did. I did. Yeah, man. You know, I'm go I went with my girlfriend. He's like, yeah, yeah, I saw the pictures. Looked, looked really cool. He's like, next time I got you. And wow. just walked away. And I was like, whoa. Like, who who like that really that's why when when i see everybody saying and, and what you said that he treats everybody with kindness jason jenkins doesn't have to be nice to me you know like he doesn't have to be no he's a, like senior vice president of the dolphins i'm just some guy that hands papers to jimmy and joe you know what i mean like and nah, it, just, it, just like he's listening to me on the radio why and and then 
to come, you know, say that to me. You know, he like went out of his way to come say that to me. Man, like that was that was the the, the last like long interaction I had with him, other than just like quick hellos and goodbyes. Um, yeah, and, no, and dude, it, it was it shows you, it shows you like he really treated everybody. I tweeted last night. He made me feel like a valued member of the organization every time I saw him. And I'm no like I'm nobody there. You know, I'm just a guy that does a radio broadcast once a week. And and he he wanted everybody who was involved feel like they they mattered. Yeah, man, it was wild because the last time I talked to him was uh, Tuesday this week. And, you know, he stops. He's coming in. Uh, you know, I was at practice and we're in the stands and he's, you know, he's talking to all the regular medias. You know, I'm not like a, a beat guy in there a couple of times a week. But, uh, you know, every time we see we're always talking like he likes fighting, like he liked he liked fighting. And so yeah. mixed martial arts uh, and, and boxing. And he's like, I don't want you to think like every time I stop, you want to talk about fighting. And I'm like, you can talk fighting with me whenever the hell you want. Cause which is, it happened like the, for people who aren't MMA fans, but like the UFC world was flipped on its head the past week. Cause Kamaru has been best fighter on the planet. got knocked out in the final minute. And he just like, he just wanted, like, we just vibed on that. We were like talking about that for, you know, a good, like probably a few minutes, but he is, uh, you know, that's what he was dude. Like he just knew like, you know, where can I, you know, make a connection here and, you know, I just uh, – I don't understand this sometimes, man. Like, you just think about people who are doing so much good in the world and, and what this guy meant to this organization and, and what he must have been as just, a, as just a family man. And for that to just be erased so fragilely is uh, – it doesn't make yeah. sense. It doesn't make a whole yeah. lot of sense. And seeing uh, and listening to Mike McDaniel try and comprehend it, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, basically – seven months into the job and you know as he said like i hadn't been around jason jenkins a lot of, a long time but it didn't take a long time to understand what kind of an individual this was like he would light up the room every time that you were around him and yeah. you could just tell it, it it really like mike mcdaniel just I, I don't think he knew even what the right way or what the right things were to say or say i don't think there are right things to say in that spot yeah. I, I don't think there's anything that you could say in the right moment um that makes anything feel better because this this stuff just doesn't make sense um no, it doesn't. it's uh it doesn't it's a it's a horrible thing so i i really hope that uh you know i'm sure the dolphins will do something even more to to honor him he deserves everything that they could do to honor a, a man like this who gave everything to that organization uh and it was just you know tremendously tremendously sad and heartbreaking man Heart yeah. heartbreaking i did i did see the marlins um they uh today at the, the game against the Dodgers I saw Josh Appel the Marlins PA voice he he posted like they had a um they they put up his his image and I think they had a moment of silence for him at today's game um I'm sure you know all the all the franchises will will do something in South Florida um because everybody knew Jason so yeah. um yeah I'm, I'm I'm sure they'll have a moment of silence for him at week one as well and uh and I saw the the statement Steven Ross posted last night um where he ended it with the the jenkins family will always be part of the dolphins organization so yeah uh, um and, and and crazy just just to kind of wrap it up like you know for the dolphins what do they do i mean you're it happens three hours before kickoff or whatever like how, how do you handle that right how do you handle right you have a preseason game your final preseason game which by the way your starters are all playing in and nobody expected that 
and uh and you know how do you handle it do you put out a statement before the game do you wait to contact all the family like that was a very hard decision i imagine for the, the powers that be and and i think the dolphins handled it very, very well yeah, by the way to not tell them till the to, they didn't tell the team until the end mike knew right. the whole day yeah. uh heartbreaking and so yeah, yeah our prayers go out to uh the jenkins family you know his wife his three kids and uh and to the dolphins organization uh we'll roll on with the podcast after this we'll get into uh the game and and uh much less important stuff but that man was so important uh to this team and to this community and to his family that uh words need to uh be said about it it can't be enough of good things said about this man because he uh he was he was one of the good ones and that uh yeah. And sometimes that doesn't make sense when that gets taken away so quickly. We'll be back with more after this. Porpoise Pod back here with you, Tobin and Solana. All right, uh, let's recap what went down, Solana, the, the preseason finale. Mike McDaniel said going into this, we have a lot more NFL players than spots a lot on the line. But as we know, we had Poison Gate this week. So I think that we got to see maybe, maybe it was a little bit of a treat in disguise because we got to see uh, the starters out there. We got to see Tua for a few drives, and the game started off with a bang, my friend. Tua to Tyreek, 51 yards, bomb to get things going. I could not think of a better way to, to start a preseason game. That was awesome. There was none. First of all, the starters are playing. We didn't, we didn't expect that, right? There was no chance in my mind. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. That, that Tua and Tyreek would, would play a quarter. I guess Tyreek played one series, but Tua to play a quarter last night. The Dolphins' defense to play a quarter and then and then some. Like, I mean, Mike McDaniel has us on our toes, does he not? Because he I did not expect that at all. But man, Tobin, that was Mike McDaniel saying, "Hey, I don't care what the coverage is; it could have all eleven guys on defense running back with Tyreek. You're throwing that ball to that man, and and Tyreek's like, I'm coming down with that ball. I don't care. Yeah. You throw it wherever. I'm I'm getting that ball." He um, is that he, was that was I was I was literally naked in the broadcast. Wow. Like, I mean, Cephalo and Joe have never sounded so good. Let me just tell you, OK, that's, because that's I, I was 100 percent naked after that pass. Understandably so. Look, it's just your <laughs> press box. Nobody else is there. So you should be able to do what else, uh, whatever you want in that radio booth. But I mean, it, yeah, it was everybody's going nutty. And he's so fast. I mean, like, duh, but he's so fast. I mean, it's nobody crazy. can cover him. He just it's runs crazy. by two people like it's nothing. And, you know, for them to connect early like that, it's like it was just like the joint practice this week where they're just like, eh, what should we do here to open up things? Ah, bomb to Tyreek. Same thing. I'm so excited about this this year. I'm oh. so excited to see what this is going to be uh, and what these guys are going to do because, oh, my God, he he is he's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, and bro, that first drive, I wrote it down here four play, 75 yards, two minutes and five seconds. I, I know what dude. Dink and dunk our entire lives. It's been nothing but like little little screens and bubbles to Fasano. And <laughs> it was just like all of that, all of that just changed in the blink of an eye. And that's why yeah. I think everybody is so hyped for this because just so much speed. I mean, yeah. Tyreek, most of they didn't even have Waddle out there. They didn't it have was Waddle. Just, they don't even have Waddle. They didn't even have Waddle, dude. They don't even have Waddle. They were kicking their ass with Craycraft. And by the way, Craycraft might make the damn team, by the way, because yeah. I think they like this guy a lot, like a well, lot. He made yeah. some plays yesterday, too. Well, that's the interesting thing. Like, that was a, that was an interesting thing to see because, all right, so Tyreek, you take the Corvette out, you do a little wrap, uh, a little lap around the block, and then you put it back in the garage, uh, and, and that's it. All right, two passes to you, Tyreek, 60-plus yards, we're done. 
Yeah, we we've made our point here, and and then <laughs> we it's gave like, you okay. we gave you your fix. We gave yeah, you we guys did. your fix. Give you a little little catnip there for you guys to 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 enjoy. But then it's like okay, so who else is so who's next? Because we know Waddle's not out there. So who's next on the depth chart? And Craycraft's out there, dude. Like Craycraft yeah. was out there just making plays. Little. So I don't know if that was a case of like, do they really believe in Craycraft, or do they think that we want to see as many reps as possible because his job is on the line, his bubble. Uh, it's on the bubble right now, so we're gonna give him every opportunity to go make plays because he was playing. He, he was making plays the whole damn game, the whole uh, game, the whole game. And and Mike McDaniel, true to his word, because he said it um, after Stomachgate when everybody got sick. Tobin, he said this could be the most important game for everybody. I want to give guys their opportunity. I want to give guys the chance to go out there and fight for for their roster spot. And he let people play yesterday. It wasn't Dolphins are up forty whatever points in the fourth quarter. It wasn't here. Let's just hand the ball off to Jared Dokes and get out of here. Hey, Skyler, go make plays. Skyler, yep. run the offense. Skyler, find Ezukama. Um, uh, you know, like he let people play. It wasn't let's run the ball and go home. I like that yesterday, even though I wanted to get the hell out of there because you're <laughs> up 40 points in a preseason game. But um, man, like I love Mike McDaniel for doing that. I love him for that. I was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, that's almost a th funny thing too, because like, what do you do as a coach when like everybody kind of did their job? Like you blew them out 48 to 10. Everybody yeah. kind of had a good game. Like I think there was only like one person we could really point to and be like, Woo. that was Preston Williams because yeah. he muffed the punt. And that was pretty much the only time we saw him on the field. Uh, and I, I can't imagine that uh, that goes over well when everybody, when you're, when you're already in a, a big time competition. It wasn't even that, though, with Preston Williams. It was, he muffs the punt. And the whole, like, process of him catching it, he seemed uneasy. Like, the whole situation just was bad. And then on the very next, Eagle score, on, on the very next kickoff, he's out there to receive. The ball's only, like, three yards deep in the end zone. He easily could have taken it and tried to do something, right? Like, make up for that muff punt. And he didn't. He just lets the ball hit the back of the end zone. And then he comes out again later for another punt return. The ball bounces about 10 yards in front of him, deep in Miami territory. And he never tried to stop the ball from rolling into Miami territory. Like, it was a very, very weird night for Preston Williams. To me, it looked like he's checked out, really. Like, yeah, I totally think he, checked out. I, I think that he probably knows he's gone and he's going to go try and latch on somewhere else. That, and so, like, what are you going to return a punt for? You're going to go get hurt? I guess is, is probably maybe that's what the logic is because he probably sees the writing on the wall. Like, look, if we're honest about it, yeah, we know that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are going to make it. I feel like Sherfield is going to make it. That's a McDaniels guy. Cedric Wilson, obviously they paid Ezukama. Right. Duh. And then if you're going to look at that last spot, like it's probably going to be Craycraft or is it Lynn Bowden? I mean, that's probably the, that's probably your last choice there. I think, I think it's Craycraft and here's why. Lynn Bowden, let's be real. I mean, he's a nice player. I think all of us were rooting for him as Dolphins fans. But what's he most valuable at for the Dolphins? It's returning kicks, right? Yeah. Like that's what that's what he would be able to give the Dolphins more than his receiving abilities because he's not getting on the field when Waddle and Tyreek are healthy and Sed is healthy. Like he's just not. Um, and guess what? You want Waddle returning kicks. You want uh, Javon Holland returning kicks. You want Tyreek returning kicks. So I just don't see a place for Lynn Bowden. I really don't. 
I don't disagree with you. And I think especially, you know, Jason mentioned this, Jason Taylor mentioned this on the broadcast yesterday with Craycraft having that time in San Francisco, knowing the offense. He also had a really, uh, he had a great block for, I think it was Ahmed. Yes. At one yes. point and, and kind of cleared him out for a couple of shots. Like McDaniels loves that. Like uh, yeah. McDaniel loves that. Like when he sees, you know, his guys are making the plays that he wants to see. Cause you know, the kind of value he puts into blocking, especially from his receivers when they don't have the ball, that's like, that's that's going to go a long way. So I think if anybody really showed themselves to – if we could say anybody really won a roster spot, if that was decided yesterday, it's it's hard to imagine it's not him. Yeah, yeah. That's such a good point. Um, something else I wanted to, to point out to you, Tobin, you were talking about this offense no longer dink and dunk to Fasano. So at, a, at one point yesterday, it was really impressive. I think 11 Dolphins, 2, 4, 6, 8. 10, 11 Dolphins caught a pass yesterday, right? Yeesh. And from, from different receivers, but uh, from different quarterbacks, obviously. But here's what's interesting. Um, at one point yesterday, seven different, different Dolphins in the third quarter had caught a reception. All seven of them had a reception, whether it was their only reception or if they had more, at least one of their receptions was for more than 15 yards. That's and crazy. Then, yeah, I'm looking at then, that right now. That's pretty wild. Even, even you know, the 11 receivers who caught passes yesterday, Seathan Carter caught one late in the game. It was a four-yard pass, so I'm not even going to count that one. The other 10, all the receptions were for more than uh, than than 10 yards. So I'll tell you what, too. If Ezukama would have come down with that ball that, that Skyler oh threw where he was God. pass interference, I would have lost yes. it. Yeah. That was so good. Yes. Like, dude, Skyler Thompson across his body, just running and just heaves it downfield. And he gets the pass interference play, so it's still a great play. But uh, if he would have come down with that, I think I think Dolphins Twitter would have lost their minds. Skyler Thompson uh, scores his third touchdown last night. I ride it on a little flip card. I hand it to uh, to Jimmy, and he just threw it away. He's really like, enough with the Skyler stuff. He's like so enough, good. enough with the Skyler stuff. He he's... Was so he was. I, I was feeding him Skyler stats the whole time, and he just he's just like he's he's through with it. He's totally through with it. I mean, they got to, but like, look, they got to, they have a tough choice because like, are they going to keep three quarterbacks active or are they going to leave this guy? He's been so good. I don't remember the exact stats, but I know Joe Shad put out like a bunch of stats that he like led the preseason in. Yeah. He's going to expose that guy for anybody in a, in a quarterback hungry league. He's gone. He's yeah. Gone. He's gone if he's not on the 53, but, but Tobin, then, you know, we just did the receivers. We just counted six receivers. What about the running backs? Dude, like I know we need we need a 73 man roster. Can we petition this to Roger Goodell this year? Just let the Dolphins, let Mike McDaniel have a 63 man roster and and let us let us be okay with that. Because like what who who are you sending away here from the running backs room? I mean, okay, so we know it's gonna be for sure Chase Edmonds and most are others. They, they treat them like the, for the, sure. the two top guys, right? Yeah. Mostert goes out there as the big run early. That was exciting to see. Edmonds doesn't play. They basically been treating him like the number one the entire time. Let's not go out there and get him tackled. Um, I think the interesting thing is behind them, like this Gaskin was essentially their starter last year. Yeah. Uh, had a nice game, had a, had a really nice game for the Miami Dolphins. Ahmed has always looked explosive. I don't think you want him as your number one, but like the guy is definitely capable of making plays. Sony Michelle yeah. is a big time veteran and you know they 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 brought him in so i i have a hard time imagining he was cut but he was playing pretty late into that game yeah he was i don't know i don't know this is the other thing too like are we getting 
I know the Eagles didn't play a lot of people, so I think they got to decipher that. Like, all right, like what what's real and what's not? I mean, as early in that game, they were like steamrolling these guys as it was. So I think that uh, I don't know. It feels like to me, if we had to like, we obviously know Mostert and Edmonds are making it. I feel like Gaskin's gonna make it. I feel like he is. I don't know. To me, to me, it's it's Ahmed. To me, really? Ahmed over Gaskin. Yeah, I don't know why I keep More going explosive? back to Ahmed. It's 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 that, and I feel like he he's just been more reliable. Um, even over the past couple of years, like even last year, the Dolphins, while yes, Gaskin started, I feel like they kept going to Ahmed more and more towards the end of the year. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, I just feel that way. Like I, I feel like I remember Ahmed getting getting more touches later on in the season. Um, and like even even yesterday, just able to catch the catch the pass, like he's more explosive, like you're saying. I feel like it's going to be Ahmed over Gaskin, which is crazy. The two Washington guys, like they're, they're Tobin. I've, I've, I've grown to love these guys. Like these, these are my guys, you know, we've, we've had them out for three years. Uh, it's a tough one. Um, yeah. And like, and that's the other thing too, is like Sony Michelle's not old. It's kind of old for a running back. And he's so old. like, he's old. And so we do you, say it. I, I, yeah. so like, do you, do you go with because look, it's kind of the perfect spot for those guys, right? Like, I think that we see the kind of versatility they have. Obviously, they're both tiny. They're not big guys. Um, and so um, I don't know if I want them out there, you know, necessarily blocking for anybody. But I think that, it, you know, to add that little versatility, that spark, you know, we saw it. Like, they were trying to wheel guys in and out, in and out. That's a ton of running backs that they used yesterday. It was a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys, uh, yeah. six guys got carries yesterday. So... You know, I, I think, and that's and that's considering Edmonds didn't play. I think, uh, I think that's a tough, to, that's a tough choice for McDaniel, man. But, but uh, you know, maybe this is a, uh, you know, with Michelle got a touchdown yesterday. Obviously, he's a veteran, but I, I don't know if you've looked at him and said, man, this guy's been impressive. And I don't know that they necessarily treated him like a, a top free agent that they brought in. Yeah, yeah, and and let's let's you know let's put things into perspective. The, the touchdown was a one-yard run right on the goal line. It wasn't yes. like he broke off for 30 yards. or I mean, he finished with, I guess, you know, five carries, 15 yards, a touchdown. So it really wasn't an impressive night from no. Tony. No. no, I would say, yeah, yeah of, of, of the people, he definitely had, like, the least sexy game. Of, yeah. Of God, like, if he's talking <laughs> about – Jared Dokes had 67 yards on, like, 11 carries or something like that. Yeah, 11 carries, 67 yards. Like, Dokes outplayed Sony Michelle yesterday. It was, uh, it was definitely, uh, it, it was, a, it was an entertaining game, man. I mean, like, listen, you put up nearly 50 points on a team. Uh, I mean, I know there was a pick six by Elijah Campbell, who's had himself a nice little, uh, a nice little preseason as well, yeah. but still, um, a man who was, uh, to you defensively, like, are, are you, cause I feel like this guy's kind of gone overlooked as far as this team. Like, I don't feel like he's overshadowed, but I don't feel like people are as excited about him as the other young guys, on the team like Jalen Phillips is a monster. Can we just say he is a monster. There was a play early in the game where basically the, uh, the, the tackle tackled Jalen yes. Phillips because he got right by him and he was going to kill Gardner Minshew. Like he, yes. he was going to kill him. <laughs> um, is it crazy to say he's, he's poised for a pro bowl season this year? Like I, I really feel like that's how good he's playing. He is. He just looks like a monster and you know, I think the thing that impressed me the most, to be honest with you, the thing that gave me the goosies was was like hearing Jason Taylor talk about him. Like Jason Taylor was already saying, like, I really hope this guy plays his entire career with the Dolphins. 
which is like, whoa. Because I remember like when people were trying to do that with Jason Taylor and Deion Jordan, and you're like, oh, well. But now, like, he's kind of given the stamp of approval. Yeah. I don't know. He's a Canes guy. So maybe you'll say, oh, well, it's a Canes stuff. Whatever, dude. Jason Taylor, I don't think, goes out. He, he smooches ass for no one. And so for him to get that kind of praise for Jalen Phillips right off the bat, I don't know, man. He just he looks like an absolute a terror, a terror. He is going to be a nightmare this year for uh, for offensive linemen. He's just he's just fun, right? Like he's he's one of these guys that's just like really fun to watch because I, it's a Miami thing. I think that's what it is. I'm 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 smooching ass now to uh, like to it. the Miami guy. I really well, because like I I, th- I think for him. He got off to a slow start last year. They were trying to do a bunch of different things with him, and then they kind of just let him go. But, like, the flowers have really gone for the young studs. It's been Jalen Waddell, number one. Then it's been Javon Holland. Right. And it kind of always makes your other first-round pick, Jalen Phillips, be overlooked in that he's not a bust. He's a good player, but you already have these two guys in your draft class where people are already, you know, carving their bust for Canton. And I don't know, dude, this guy like this, this, this looks like it could really be turning into maybe an all time class for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, sure. We're getting a little nutty with the preseason, but holy crap. Yeah. But I mean, no, Jalen Phillips balled last year towards the end of the year. Like it's okay to assume that he's only going to get better. And the way he's looking in camp in practice and now in preseason, like dude's chiseled. He's a stud. Yes. A stud. He's a, he is a freak. All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll roll on. We'll come back. We'll uh, decide who, has, uh, who proved themselves the most, uh, the most in the finale. We'll look ahead to week one as we got now about two weeks before we get to kicking Mac Jones's ass. And also, an interesting update in regards to a man who has yet to answer for his crimes. That's next. Mm. Porpoise Pod swimming on here as we continue to look back on the Miami Dolphins preseason finale. They smoked the Eagles 48 to 10 get the hell out of our city philadelphia i don't care if it doesn't count oh. still awesome you called it by the way like miami dominating philly it's uh the tale is old this time of course and, and were there a good amount of eagles fans there like they always they always infiltrate it's a very annoying yeah and you know what bothers me about the eagles fan is that they want to pretend like there's some culinary masters like their stadium has the best food because they have chickies and peats and oh the Philly cheesesteak. Tobin, Philly cheesesteak is overrated. Can we just be 100% honest? Get your cheese whiz and get the hell out of our city. Dude, first of all, a Philly cheesesteak is the bastard of sandwiches, okay? It, it's not a steak sandwich. It's like shaved. It's, it's also like not a gyro. Like, what the hell is it? And, I don't know. And, I don't know. The panko mi steak. The panko mi steak superior. Oh, than the Philly cheese. It's not even close. Not not a, not, a, not a question. Not a question. I mean, Miami does sandwiches better than Philadelphia. Like, if you have to do cheese whiz and onions and peppers, you don't have a good sandwich. You know, like, you you are trying to overpower what is a, a, a third-rate meat. And so, like, look, I'm not, I'm not above a Philly cheese, but I'm never thinking to myself, man, I could really go for a Philly cheese today. I just have, if I'm walking through the, 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 the food court, I'm like, Oh, the lowest line is at Charlie's. I guess I'll go there, you know, because yeah. I don't want to wait at Chick-fil-A or I don't want to wait at uh, if I don't want to wait for Tokyo Sun. Then all right, you know, then I'll then I'll I'll I'll, I'll dabble. But pff, come on, bro, you're a big Tokyo Sun guy. Love Tokyo Sun, dude. That's a good call. That's a good call by you. <laughs> what do you go? What, what do you go there? Oh, chicken teriyaki. It's, I mean, it's... you're lighting up right now talking oh, about this Tokyo so Sun, good, dude. It's so good. You want to know why? You know why I respect Tokyo Sun? 
because, you know, in a lot of the days where they go the extra meat in certain restaurants, I'm not going to mention any by brand, but Chipotle, where they have screwed you <laughs> on the extra meat or, yeah. you know, even Publix, they can get a little bit wonky with the extra chicken tender if you want. The, but let me tell you something. If you ask for double meat at Tokyo Sun, you're getting double meat, dude. Chicken piece for chicken piece is getting doubled right on there. It's a, it's a mountain. It's a mountain right on top. <laughs> so good. Man, I love fat kid talk. It was uh, absolutely delightful. You know what else was delightful? Watching Mac Jones suck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, you are, Tobin, you mentioned this, like, maybe on our first pod. Belichick getting cutesy. Belichick trying to do too much right now. And I, I think, I think what we saw last night versus the Eagles where the Dolphins put up, what they end up with? I don't, I don't remember. They broke a record for uh, preseason points, 48 points. I'm not joking. Like, I don't think I'm getting ahead of myself. Dolphins are going to destroy the Patriots week one. I can't wait. I'm so excited about this because, like, you know what's funny is, is you look at the Patriots and you're kind of like, I remember that not working because they're doing this whole <laughs> thing about, like, we're not saying who's calling the plays. We're maybe having a defensive guy as our coordinator. Like, oh, I saw this movie last year. Flores tried that. That didn't work. And so the only <laughs> reason people are going to give it any kind of faith is because it's Bill Belichick. But you shouldn't because your quarterback stinks, and now he doesn't know who's 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 calling his plays, who's coaching him. I'm so glad that this is happening too because the only thing that could save the Patriots this year is Mac Jones just being good, right? Like, yep. it doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good, make some throws, keep them in games. He's not going to. And finally, all these people who said, Mac Jones, better than Tua. Mac Jones, better than Tua. We think Mac, better than Tua are going to eat their words, Tobin. They're going to eat their words. Look, this people, guy's not good. People are heinous. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, people yesterday are, like, trying to criticize the 51-yard pass oh, to, to Tyreek Hill. It. And I'm like, you just hate everything, don't you? Like, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes threw that. He'd be in stride. I'm like, first of all, uh, like, let's <laughs> so get this straight. Did every pass Patrick Mahomes threw to uh, Tyreek Hill go for a touchdown? I, I must have missed the memo. Second of all, that was literally the first pass they've ever thrown to each other. What are we talking? We are ripping this. The first pass those guys have thrown to each other in competition, and Crazy. it goes for fifty-one yards. And people are like, ooh, 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 "Most accurate passer, my ass." <laughs> well, you know what? The only ass that we saw was Mac Jones throwing because he played. Thought he played for the Raiders. I mean, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm watching it right now. I don't know what the five hell he's Raiders, doing. Five Raiders around one Patriots wide receiver, and the ball's nowhere near the wide receiver. By the way. Yeah, I don't know who the hell he's throwing to, dude. Like, there's nobody around. And the guy, like, it's a linebacker, so it doesn't even look like a receiver. It's not like you're throwing it to a secondary guy. I, I don't understand what the hell Mac Jones is doing, but I love it. Good. Good did for you, you Did Mac. you see the pass uh, a couple weeks ago Daniel Jones threw at Giants training camp? Yes. It was similar, where there was nobody around, threw it right to his linebacker. I didn't think I'd see a worse pass in, uh, like, prior to week one during training camp this year. Congrats to Mac Jones for uh, – for, for having the worst pass of preseason 2022-2023, somehow worse than than Daniel Dimes up in New York, who, who I thought was the king of bad passes. Agreed. Like, take a bow, Mac Jones. That was impressive. I'm sure it'll get fixed in two weeks before the Dolphins kick your ass. I'm sure yeah. that Xavier Howard isn't thinking about licking his, uh, isn't licking his chops right now, just thinking about how much he's going to just terrorize oh. you in this game. Oh, my God. Two picks. Easy. Easy. Easy two picks for the Dolphins against Mac Jones. Going to be snatching it. Speaking of the Patriots, so Tom Brady finally made his return mm -hmm. to uh, to the to the Bucks this week, 
And I've been very annoyed by this because all these theories that are out there, Mass Singer, always oh, all in the Bahamas with Giselle. I know exactly why this Tom Brady hasn't been around. Very <laughs> obvious. It's lined up perfectly with the Miami Dolphins getting a suspension for trying to tamper with Tom Brady. Mm. And all of a sudden, Tom Brady just goes missing. And this, 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 this devil yesterday, he gets on that podium. Like, like, like a Chercer cat. Is that what the fellow that is from, uh, from Elson Wonderland? Point is, he's sitting up there. Cat ate the canary kind of look. And out of nowhere, unsolicited, because they're all asking, oh, what happened, Tom? Where were you, Tom? Anybody asking about his crimes, his tampering? No. Nobody is. And he just throws this in like a little jabby jab at the end. He goes, you know, I, I know a lot of people thought that I was going to. There's a lot of talk of all these teams I was going to go to in the uh years ago but there was only one team i was going to and that was this one right here okay i was like oh you 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 son of a oh i hate him so much i hate him so much and he has gotten away with with whatever he wants his entire football career and no one up there in tampa bay is going to ask him about his crimes and i want somebody to ask him about why the hell were you plotting to go to miami get a piece of ownership and get the hell out of here and nobody's going to have the guts to ask him because he's sitting up here be like, this is the only team I was going to be with. What really bothers me now is because Tom Brady is selling underwear and he has ads of him in, in, in underwear. Everybody's like friendly with him. And, and you know, everybody wants to be friends with Tom again. Everybody's out on hating him down here in Miami. What happened to us? What I don't happened know. to us as a franchise? This guy dominated us for two decades. My entire life, Tobin. I'm sick and tired of everybody cuddling up to Brady again. Oh, come on. He's so much fun now that he's in Tampa. He's let loose. He's, he's not, not under fun. he's not under the uh, you know, the, the dictatorship of Belichick anymore. This guy's not fun. Uh, let me get this straight, Tom. So so okay, you were never gonna go to the Dolphins. Okay, so let me get this straight. Your friend, Dana White, he's a liar. He's a liar because mm -hmm. Rob Gronkowski said he's not. So all this talk of, oh, I wasn't gonna go anywhere. I was always gonna be a, a Bucks lifer nonsense i i hate this guy and i want him to be suspended just like steven ross is suspended put him under a lie detector test and ask him one question were you on a yacht with somebody from the dolphins were you plotting to come to the dolphins and you were not going to let brian flores be your coach because he snubbed you once ergo they fired brian flores because you felt disrespected the first time around now in the in the in the aftermath seems like it's worked out for the dolphins they have a guru genius as head coach but mm -hmm. the point is he still got the man fired just because he wouldn't take a yacht meeting with him incredible i'll never be convinced otherwise incredible i hate, I hate him so much is that what he did i didn't see the press conference yesterday. oh That's what he did. I, I was because i i've been waiting dude i've been waiting for this press conference he has not <laughs> spoken to the media in weeks the last time he was out there you remember it was dolphins joint practice he did one day Yep. And then all of a sudden, like a thief in the night, gone. No media to do after the whole news came out. And remember, Tua has to answer the questions. Uh, well, you know, I, I thought I answered these questions about support and the team supporting me. Poor Tua, you know, once again. And, and how do you feel, Tom Brady, you snake? You sit there and you and you you chop it up with 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 Tua Tungavailoa. And 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 here and here he is, delightful as ever. Think of this guy. Oh, great. Tom Brady, he's here. Oh, he was trying to take your job, Tua. He was trying to take your position as owner QB. And I, I, I just can't stand it. I, I, I'm really I, – I, I, no one's going to call him out on this, but they, they should.
because he is he is a football war criminal. The Bucks are kind of poised for a for a down year, aren't they, Tobin? I mean, it feels like Tom- it. I don't know what's going on with him, dude. He's also like very he's like acting all ah, very good playing on football. Me, me, me. All right, dude. Because he, he wants to be on the Dolphins. He uh, he, you know, he thinks he can take three weeks off a of training camp and uh, and everything's gonna be fine. And it probably will be because he's Tom Brady. But listen, I, I don't know. Like he's never done that in his career. He's never done that in his career. Take three weeks off a of training camp and all of a sudden everything's okay in Tampa. I don't know about that, Tobin. It's, it's the most un-Tom Brady-like thing ever to right. just take three weeks off. Yeah. It's it's very strange. Very strange. Uh, okay. Uh, before we get out of here, Solana, got a new segment. I call this Poppin' Bottle Noses. More <laughs> porpoise puns. Um, this is essentially our player of the game. Uh, who impressed you the most this time around? You can give it to one guy. I'll let you. It's multiple bottles. So if you want to give it to multiple guys, have at it. Who did you love uh, in the preseason finale? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to go with Tua. It's easy to go with Tyreek. Um, and it's easy to go with Skyler as well. But it's the guy we talked about, Craycraft. Like, I think he's going to make the team. And I wanted to give this to Hunter Long, by the way, because Hunter Long, early on in the game, has a touchdown taken down because he actually oh, yeah. did hold on to the ball. And there was a flag for pass interference. And listen, you get a flag for offensive pass interference and you drop the touchdown. That's that's bad news. That's it bad was news. bad news, but, but he made he, up for it. He, he made up, for, up for, it. for it. He ended up having a good game. He helped in uh in, in the blocking scheme as well. Um, but it's Craycraft. Like I'm been rooting for this guy, and the Dolphins go to him early, makes a nice route, wide open in the back of the end zone, and then plays a ton more snaps for the rest of the game, continues to make plays for uh for Teddy and for Skyler. It was Craycraft. Um, this is gonna be a stunner. Maybe the first and only time this ever happens. I'm popping bottlenoses for Noah Igbenogany. Wow. Dude had a wow. pass breakup, dude. He, he made did. a play. He did. He made a play. I can't believe we waited this long to say it. Noah Igbenogany made a great defensive play. He had a nice little pass breakup and uh, and really stu- stunted some momentum there for the Eagles. It was a, dare I say, a drive yeah. swinger for the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, throw it near Noah. He's gonna break up your thrower. You know, I'm I'm Noah. I'm uh I'm very very happy with him. I'm popping bottle noses for Igbenogany because <laughs> I don't know if this will ever happen again in this football career. Wow, wow, popping bottle noses for Igbenogany. Yep. And did you notice that pass breakup turns around and he's like almost telling him like, "Come on, throw my way again, bro. Throw he's, my way again. I dare you. Throw he, my way again." He has almost a Dion Waiters level of uh, confidence. Incredible. Very very unearned. Very unearned. He's good for him. I guess you. Got, if uh, McDaniel has said that, that he, I'm very impressed by his uh, mental fortitude. Yeah, yeah. Which Ever is, since he uh, he turned vegan, he's you know his his mental fortitude has increased. Is he vegan? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he that. talked about that. He talked about that early on in camp that either vegan or vegetarian, and he said he just has to try something new. Huh? Because whatever whatever he was doing before clearly wasn't working. He said, "I'm just trying out something new," and uh, and he turned vegan or vegetarian. One one of them. Wow. How about that? No Igbenogany. Not eating animals. Hmm. Yeah. Who would have thought? All right, Solana. uh, Another great edition here of the Porpoise Pod. We will be back with you guys later on this week as we uh, start to wind down and get to week one of the regular season. Cannot wait. Dolphins and Patriots kicking Mac Jones's ass. It was a great preseason finale. Dolphins gave us a lot of goosies. And uh, very much enjoyed it.
50-yard bombs to win, oh. to open the game. 50-yard <laughs> bombs. Good luck, Belichick. Good luck, Bill. Idiot.